welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out. With your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Fear and Loathing in Mirkwood. Ahoy! 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 Sorry, I was, um, I was talking, but I was also on mute, which, uh, uh is not... Problem. Is not the preferred way to record, as I've, yes, as, I've as, a, as we discovered a couple weeks ago, right? It doesn't really work out the best. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I was Are you muting anyway, because the, the hand dryer is still going. Like the crazy? hand dryer is or? not going, and I didn't even have to touch it. So apparently, oh. seven minutes is its maximum runtime. As we have, great, as we have, as we have learned. So you didn't have to like whack the button and like unstick it right like you know i think just the mere threat of me uh-huh. getting up <laughs> and going scared was, it right into place enough to silence <laughs> silence it dun, dun, dun. No. Nice. <laughs> yes yes no it is it is done um but yeah i uh so i am i am in the business card uh realm now and and i i I have for very one like one good reason um well not one good reason but you're tired of people asking you why you don't have business cards yes and then me having to explain (laughs) well i do have a business card but technically it's a magnet and they look Uh, at me like i have like i'm a hydra standing there going (laughs) like like, they're like it's a magnet i'm like yeah because it's not for you right i don't want you to have this actually so I went down this this long road of well I know what I'll do I'll go paperless with these and what I'll actually do is I will just be um make a a digital card and I'll share it from my phone that's what I'll yeah. do right yeah. but if you type in okay, so this is what I did I typed in best paperless business card options Okay. Um, mm. you get some really random sites that come up. Many of the that sites are that- also blogs written by the paperless business card companies, uh, which oh. are always fun. <laughs> like, oh, they're no. like, look at Plants. me. I am, I am an unbiased opinion on my business that card. Happens website. to sell paperless business card services. Uh, coincidentally, coincidentally, uh, totally. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, but then you get stuff, and it's like, okay, tech companies are terrible at naming things. They just can't name something something that makes sense. Like, They're really bad. I, they need to take read... a lesson from scientists. Okay, yes. scientists got it. Like, They're what do you really call good. that blue bird over there? Why? It's a blue bird. A blue, boom. blue bird, actually. Yes. Got him. <laughs> I love this. So I'm going to read to you, I don't know, the, the, the top, as far as I can oh, no. ascertain, the top five. Okay, and And I want you to just know these companies only the only thing that these companies do are make cards that you that you download an app to your phone you add a photo some information blah 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 and then you it generates a QR code so that people can scan it right that's all these companies do here are top 5 okay number 1 popple popple p o p l what popple that's it's- Okay. Number two, Blink. B L I N Q. Blink. Oh, no, not, not okay. Q. 
Okay. Oh no. <laughs> then then this I love this one. Number three. <laughs> Beacon stack. What? B E A C O N S T A C. Beacon oh, stack. No. Why? <laughs> no. Oh, 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 it's even better. Number four is Vice. I well, I don't know. It's V then the number one C E. And it's all caps. V the number one C E. Oh no. Uh just oh, one more no. here. Mobilo. M-O-B-I-L-O. <laughs> That one might be the worst one of all. That's oh. quite horrid. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I gotta go. If we had Blink, now we just have Link. L-I-N-Q. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. None of these names make sense. Why is number seven? Why is it called a Haystack? Haystack. It's not that's not the name. <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of companies around town that are like that. I like I assume there's some sort of like tech thing because when I look at the sign, I have no indication at all of what they actually do. Right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is bad. Okay. I feel like, <laughs> yes. I feel like when you look at a sign, you need to clearly be able to understand what your company does. Okay. Uh-huh. And not with like subtext right not with like the name and then like corporate logistics solutions okay that <laughs> that those are not actual that's not an actual sentence those are just buzzwords <laughs> in a row okay that doesn't tell me anything <laughs> yes right like what what is this so i don't i don't know why you would have like a name that doesn't tell what you do Yes. Because how will people know that they need you? Yeah. It, if you don't tell them what you do. <laughs> it's so hard to to track down like what's a what's a I'm sorry when I see something that is just complete nonsense, I, my first thought is this is not legitimate. Okay. This is just somebody who randomly banged on the keyboard for 13 seconds, came up with this and sent out this malware for me to download that's going to stuck suck up and steal all of mine and your data so that's true like it the just, problem it, is it was probably focus group yes that's I don't know the thing. by whom but yeah. uh, terrible people it, yeah yeah like, they didn't they, ask they, us that's the problem yeah, right come right, on see this is uh, so i ended up downloading like four of these okay <laughs> oh my god okay well because i wanted to know like, like what what are, what, what are you what are what? you what is this are why why are you the way you are and all of them are basically the exact same some of them like i'm only going for a free accounts i'm not paying i'm not giving these people money like i'm not at all so all of the basic features are the same it's like here's a little thing it's your name a, a photo you some of them you can include a website. Some it's just a phone number or an email or a logo or these things. And then I, they get more. Some of them do get more complicated because because marketing people ruin everything. Now what happens is you can suck up the data. So if someone scans your phone, okay, you can have that suck up their data into your crm your customer relation whatever whatever it is and like track your qr code use so that if someone then shares 
your QR code, you can continue to track like that it was shared across multiple things. It, is that important? So, okay. I, I don't know. No, I, I don't, think don't so. know. I don't think like that doesn't sound useful to me. No. Like, why would you? Why would you need to track that? Like, what's I think the some some people want to know like how. I guess for vanity's sake, this is the only thing that I can really think about is somebody who was like, "Oh, look, my QR code to- totes got shared like thirty times yesterday. Whoa, bro, that's crazy." Like, yeah, but that number doesn't mean anything. Well, except if you're like a contact kind of person, and your 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 goal is like, I need a I need to have a hundred yeah, touch but, points this week, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, but like only in sheer exposure volume, that only a small percent of that exposure is going to actually translate to actual like customer. Well, right? like that doesn't <laughs> there that there's not like a one to one correlation from like view or share to customer, right? Like that's not. That's not how this works. Okay. This is right. But very weird. But I feel like this is sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. I I was say I think this is one of those things that I feel this is like a bloat charge, right? Like Ah. you know how we moan about cars, like they have all these features that you don't actually want, but like those are the base model features now. So Uh the base price of the car is like way higher than it probably needs to be. Because it has things that you don't actually need, but right. they just stick them on there to be like, look at us, look what we can do, right? I feel like this is a bloat charge. We're like, look at this. And you're like, you, this doesn't really seem very useful, but they're going to charge you for it. <laughs> yeah, it's the, um, it's the people, and I know what people, I know what people try and do with that, right? What they go is, I'm going to give you as much value as possible. But if people like if you don't need those features, it's a complete waste. And what ends up happening is someone like me goes, Oh, well, I would kind of like to change the colors on my card so it would match my company colors. Well, then immediately you're in the three dollar a month range. And yeah. that's now you can do like, ooh, now because this is the other thing. Here's the, like I wanted to get a business card just on my phone where people scan a code, whatever, okay. Then you start think, seeing things where like, well, we're a business card company that makes digital business cards. Also, we can make you a cool virtual background for Zoom. And I'm like, how is, where did that come from? Or like, do you need help with your email signatures? Because we can make them totally rad. And again, I'm going, I just, I just wanted a free business card. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> People so, care about email signatures? I, I, as a person that works in the, a school, Right. The email signature for me is like, I don't even have one. I just type my name because I only ever use it for like intra office communication, Mm -hmm. you know, like what it was made for. But like, people just like, (laughs) and and like work, all people ever do is they put educator (laughs) signatures. It's always like your name, your position, Mm. and then quite often some really dumb quote about education just like on the bottom just oh, so people shots, just so people know shots fired shots fired they're really bad they're some of them are really lame, I know, I, right I so know. it's like name job title or titles you know depending on who it is and then then times just some really cheesy quote 
you know, like just for what? Why is that there? I don't need to know that if you're just sending an email reminding me that kids are going to be late to class tomorrow. I don't need that. <laughs> Getting intense here. Yeah, right. So, I wow. Don't know. It's, wow. It's silly. I think it's silly. I, wait, I, same thing whenever I was, um, with, uh, in in like at universities and stuff like it's really bad there um where you get the people who you you will know everything about this person all of the positions that they hold everything about their research um in there and it's it's real bad their signature is longer than the email they say no it is it's many of these it was was it was very very bad and you would you'd look at it and it'd be like okay and then there's like seven lines below it um when i worked for the department of conservation they actually part of part of my onboarding was making my email signature nice i actually had to sit down with my boss and walk through my email signature and what I was going to include in it Crops. and why it was important that I do these things. I've been joking for years that I'm going to make one and it's just going to have my name and it's going to say like Sage and Scholar. Yes. Boom. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yes. I don't think anybody will find that funny. Like three of the, my friends at work will think that's funny. Everyone else will be like, "What is this? Why is this person not taking the email signature line seriously?" Oh, Yo, they go, oh. even better. What's going to happen is they're going to print it out, and then you're going to have to sit and talk to your boss, and they're, he's going to hold up a printout of your email signature, and you're <laughs> like, "Yeah, I did that." <laughs> I am both of those things. Yep. So, well, what do you want? So- like. <laughs> This this gets to another conundrum that I'm having is that all of these have a mandated title field. So they do ask, like, what's your title with this company? And, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're technically president. Yeah. Eh? I'm eh? every well, so on if you go to if you go to the if you go to the website, Ed uh, right, dog what, what we did so what yeah, what we did is um we <laughs> At first, we tried to come up with some like funny names, like really punny, um, like uh, of, that were more like pet related for what we did. Yeah. But those are so they get so dated, and they're just not funny True. and whatever. So like, like Megan, she's our she's our operations manager, right? She does all of the back end work, scheduling, yes. route planning, all that stuff. I my title is the the managing director of like ah. I don't know what that means right but <laughs> um, and 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 it's a buzzword and Kobe is our general manager um, yes perfect uh, that's as important obviously that's I important need, oh, I need to make him a business card that okay, would be anyway. pretty excellent just so, give people your dog's business card that ah, would be. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, can I oh, have your business never, card? Uh, no, but here's my general manager. Here's, so like here's a card for my general manager. <laughs> I okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so, 
So I did, I did go to chat GPT and I did ask, I asked, um, I said, uh, I'm the co-owner of the dog walking and pet sitting company. What are some interesting titles I could use other than things like CEO, CEO, co-owner? Yeah. (laughs) Other than co-owner, right? So that's typically what I've been calling myself when people ask. I'm like co-owner and director, right? And here's what chat GPT threw out. Okay. Uh, The first one is the worst. I'll just go ahead and say that. It is chief furry officer cfo okay yeah no thanks no thanks um the second one i actually liked was lead leash holder oh that's Uh, pretty good okay i kind of like that uh then we get into things like supreme fetch executive that's Uh, a bit pretentious the word supreme is a bit lead belly rub specialist there you go then we get to some really bad ones called master of woofs the Uh, chief chief sniff inspector no Uh, no Um, then I, these were all, yeah, bad, I was going to so say I, like lead ear scratcher. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, okay. you know, so then paw I, shaker, you know, well, so, but, but let's think of this. We are a pet care company, so I don't want it to be too like dog or it's cat true. and have oh. the, the, the other people not be oh, happy those about bird them. enthusiasts those to bird, shun you. Well, so on side note to that, um, if you are in the bird world, um, or the, the reptile world, you only stay within that world. Trying to get into that market is nigh impossible because they have it's a very, very tight click of people. They all go to the same shows. They all know the same people. They all know each other. So they just go within their circle. So, uh, but anyway, um, then I said, uh, can you make some more? Then I asked, could you make some more generic ones that would just work for pets in general? And it said, absolutely. Here are more generic yet interesting titles that would work for a pet care company dealing with a variety of pets. Um, the one that I really liked was the was pet care pioneer. And I was like, ah, that's, oh, uh. yeah. but then you get into the um, pet care wizard. <laughs> and uh. I think I think that's the one I'm going to use. Um, yeah. But then it's other weird one, like gentle guardian or um, play, play. I, this, I do not like this one. Uh, this was almost as bad as the um, uh, chief furry officer. Ready? This is called playtime prodigy. Uh, that's just weird and confusing. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, the, the I, uh, I could put, I could be, my title could be a fluff fanatic. Yeah. No, 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 okay. no. Um, furry I think if you're like, for- I think if you're a sh- Sheep herder. Yeah. That could oh. be good. Right. Oh, that's a good point. That's a point. Uh, I could be a, um, a furry family facilitator. <laughs> that's, that's no, that's too much alliteration. <laughs> that's <not good. laughs> so all of these were a bust, except I like the pet care pioneer. Uh, so for now, for now, my car just says co owner and director. Um, although I am thinking about just saying pet sitter and dog walker. I think that's, I think ultimately that's what I, I just feel like need that's to do. probably. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. I'll walk your cat too, but you know, most of them don't want to. So, (laughs) (laughs) although we did, we did just get a request to to walk our very first cat. It's like a bangle like some crazy cat it's not like a savannah cat either it's not oh yeah savannah's right. the other one right right it's just a it's just a, a house tabby it's just a... uh, sorry. <laughs> i feel just like fine. no okay i feel like your business card actually just needs to be a picture of you pulling a goldfish in a wagon like down <gasps> the sidewalk 
<laughs> the Susian whimsy of that, right? It it screams fun and but also we do all pets at the same time, right? And that was <laughs> Oh okay. So now I need to figure out how to go over to mid journey and I gotta borrow get... a goldfish for <laughs> No, I'm just going to have AI generate a giant goldfish in a baby cart. Oh, That's all you need to do. May, and by, put it in the bowl. It's real creepy if it's just like flopping around. <laughs> wagon. Okay, fair. Right. Yeah. That's that sends the wrong message. That's okay. like fish market. Sure. Right? That's like. <laughs> but that's fair. That's fair. I will. I'll see what I can do here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whimsically pulling a goldfish in a like a red wagon. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, man, I've got homework. I gotta take some notes here. Let's do this <laughs> with like Duh. a bird on your shoulder. Like, oh, here we go. It's <laughs> me being mauled by all the animals. That's what I need. <laughs> it's like it's just no. Just you ever the the uh, the old like the Doctor Doolittle? Just it's yes, you just instead like yes, put you in there. Okay. <laughs> well, these are these are fantastic fantastical ideas. Um, what's that? What's that? Like, is that all creatures, great and small? It's like a vet or something, right? Uh, oh, wh- yeah, something like that. Right, just like stick you in there. <laughs> well, I'll see. Man, I've got a lot of work to do. Um, so yeah, this is and all because all because we joined the Chamber of oh. Commerce, and now I feel like we have to go do these things. Um, so whatever. Did I tell you? I I told you we were going to join the chamber. Did I tell you about this decision that we that we made? Uh, yeah, maybe not. I think I don't. I, you didn't tell me that you actually did it. Uh, I okay. You, I think there might have been a mention of rumbling. If you uh, yes, yes, there was a, a, a rumbling in the tumblings, and we oh. we decided that we uh, were trying to figure out a way to how like how do we grow or how do we position ourselves continue to differentiate ourselves from other people in other ways and this is one of the the weird parts of trying to be a non-traditional business in a traditional business world because now like we do have to fit a mold at some point we can't just always be off you know gallifanting in the fields um not paying attention right like we, we can't do that all the time so going okay what what is like what are some businessy things that we that we should probably do um and obviously business cards is one of them but i'm refusing to do that still so i'm i'm making <laughs> digital ones um and it's going terribly but that's beside the point um so uh the 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 uh chamber of commerce was was a step and trying to you know they asked them, why oh oh gosh i went to the oh my gosh okay so i went to the um like making most of your membership welcome and they uh they did this this thing where we got everybody in the room and it was for new businesses or if as a business you can like pay for a membership for one of your employees to become a member too i don't really understand how that works but it was like here's learn everything about the, the 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 chamber the chamber the chamber and because there's so much going on and they only had an hour for this, I understand why they did it this way, but I don't understand why they did it this way. So what they did was they had a guy come out and I could tell that he's like, he does facilitations for like 
businesses pay for him to come up and do facilitation discussions and and events at their corporate head headquarters, which immediately made me dislike him very much because he just, mm. <laughs> yeah. just add that air of like he gets flown in to be like, hey, everybody, break up into groups of like, I don't know, like between three and eight right now. I'm going to hand out some cards here in a second. And while you're doing that, I got a question for you. I just want you to just want you to ponder and marinate on this while you're writing this down. OK, I, we're going to come back to this. We're going to circle back to this here in a minute. So don't let this go. But really, this moment's really powerful right now because you're here and you have a great opportunity ahead of you, but only only if you decide to make the most of it. So my question for you, and again, you're going to be writing some stuff down, meet people, but my question for you is, what's one thing you need to get access to or an answer to before you leave this room to make sure that your investment in the chamber was worth it? How will you know? Who do you need to talk to? What do you need to get connected to? What event do you need to know about? Write that down, and then we're going to come back here in a minute. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, my question is, of course, if you've just joined, how do you know what you need to know? <laughs> right? It's your job to tell me. Yeah. Right? If, like, I'm new, and I just, like, I don't know, moved and, like, expanded operations to this town you mean what event do i need to know about what do you even do like i don't even <laughs> this <laughs> tell me what the chamber actually does and this? then i'll tell you <laughs> yes this is the crux of the matter it assumes that somebody already knows all possibilities and needs more information about one of them if however you're like me and did zero homework and just showed up because what i was expecting was well, if Somebody, it's an introductory meeting, why would you do homework? Yes. Why? I was expecting, as I think one would rightly so, of like maximizing your membership, getting to, you know, it was like for new members to get to know how to eat. But I was expecting them to go at the chamber. We have a lot of opportunities for you to get plugged in and involved. And there's a lot of information out there. What we want to do today is walk you through where to find that information, some of our popular things, and our suggestion for you to get involved in various opportunities. But instead, be much right, more useful, right? Because, but what they don't, because what they don't want to do, they don't want to do that because then it's it's quote unquote boring, and there people are just being talked at. So we went around, and they're like, "Write the one thing that you need to know, dude." And, blah, blah. and we then at our table discussed everything, and then like ranked them for like whatever, and then around the table. And then he wrote them on the board as each table went through. And it was basically like, if you already have yours up here, just go to the next thing on your list. And then by the end of the table, people are like, you know, by the last table, people are like, well, everything's kind of probably on there. And I don't really have a whole lot to say, but let me tell you about a comment that I have because I was thinking, you're like, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> and uh, um, yes. I know. So, um, what, what ended up happening was people were just like, you know, they had very specific questions for them. They're like, as a nonprofit, I would like to know what kind of events I could get connected with to get to. And then someone, you know, so you only paid attention when your one thing was talked about and then it all disappeared. Because when somebody's talking to you and you don't have the full outline, 
you don't know what's coming up next. So all the information is kind of important, but when you just show up and kind of, it requires you to be a bit selfish and only be engaged when your one thing is talking about, and then literally nothing else is important to you. So what they did is they put everything on the big paper and then they had representatives from the chamber come up and talk about them individually. And basically it was like, well, if nobody wants to know about how to register for an event, we don't have to have that person talk about how to register for an event. So we can talk about some other stuff and just kind of work through everything as it comes up. And means that um, that the breadth of topics discussed was very, very narrow. Uh, and we end up, you end up walking up going, well, did I learn 30% of what the chamber offers? Did I learn 80% what the chamber offers? Or did I learn like 5%? Because I have no idea. I don't, I still don't know everything <laughs> that it entails. So I still don't feel prepared for what is going on. Yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> This is, yeah, that's bad. That's educational strategies gone wrong. That's what that is, right? That's how that works. What you're yes. supposed to do, right? What you're supposed to do is then fill in gaps afterwards, right? That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> mm. Right. You're supposed to do that afterwards. You're supposed to do a long breadth, of a, a, cover a lot of topics, right? Try and cover it all in a short amount of time and then go, if you have specific questions about something, talk to me afterwards or send an email or here's the person you need to talk to and blah, 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 blah. Or say things like, okay, that's all really good. Uh, here are some other things that we didn't have a chance to talk about. <clears throat> boom, 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 boom. If you would like follow up on any of these things, uh, yes. here are the people to email, right? Something like that, right? You can't just be like, all right, bye. Like, but wait, well, because then what always happens is somebody like hijacks a conversation and it's like you spend an inordinate amount of time talking about like one singular thing and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that just like doesn't get talked about. And it's right. like, oh, well, but I needed that. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's like, yes. wait, no, <laughs> this happened with our, our grading, our, our new, uh, software thing like our student information system that's what it's called there you go it's cool right like we had to get a new one because the old one like they stopped supporting it they're like yeah we don't want to do this anymore so they sold it off and somebody bought it and then so we had a thing at the it doesn't work by the way still in the third week of school i can't oh no so that's cool but like so yeah, I never it, it, the next person to tell me the word seamless integration, I'm just going to like throat punch them because it's just like a lie. Like it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a we had this whole thing like this training and this dude was just like yammering on and on and on and on about like all this stuff and I was like I looked at my one of my teacher friends, I was like uh nowhere did this person mention how to input grades in the grade book. Mm. that's the information I need, right? They just like went on about like, you could make seating charts. And it's like, yeah, I have paper. I don't care. They're like, you can do this. Like, also don't care. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like all the like really extraneous features and all that stuff. And uh -huh. I was like, but grades though, like where's that? <laughs> yeah. The thing I actually need, right? It just like goes on and on about this thing because they like want to show you all the cool, they want to talk about like the flashy features or like 
here's the exciting stuff. You're like, I, I need the, I need the like skeletal system right first before you tack on all this other weird stuff. I need the foundation. Where's that? Tell yes. me about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. So that's where we had as well because they they were like, oh, let me just show you what your directory looks like. And then they kind of went on and they're like, oh, and here's how you can edit it. And I was like, oh, interesting. So I raised my hand and I said, what if we can't edit it? And then they stopped and they looked at me and they went, well, you'll need to talk to the person who's primary on your account. And I was like, he's me. (laughs) I'm the primary. And then Obi-Wan meme here. Of course I know. He's me. me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And of course they look at me. And this again, where it's like, well, if we're just going to like be like jumping around things that don't really matter, this is something that's actually very important to me. And you're talking about it. So I'll take up some time because, you know, (laughs) and turns out that whenever I had set up my account, which I set up for me as in the business, um, their system did not make me as primary. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> which is what problematic. So yeah, I had to go in and uh, they had to go in and uh, connected, connected on the back end is what they said. And I was like, what? Cool. How? Like I, I set up this account for my business. No, you didn't. Just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What is this? <laughs> oh yes. my gosh why <laughs> yeah which is um yes which is fun yeah fun that's the word for it fun mm-hmm. mm. so yeah so that's so we we did decide okay we'll, we'll we'll do this and but one of the aspects is now like okay now like we have to do more than just be a member kind of in order to make the most of it. We have to go do stuff, um, which means going to events and things like that. So where I have my, my, my September is, is filled with businessy things, which is not fun, but I did, we did get, because again, when you find this, I don't know if you have this when you're in your life where you're like, you're going to start something, but then you find out all the ancillary things that you actually need to like kind of do that initial activity. And then you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, like I have toys for toys and I have hats on hats. And this is not, this is not good. So because we joined the chamber, we, you know, I started to think about business cards and we went down that road. And also because we joined the chamber, um, I can't like, can but i can't i don't want to show up with just um of have like our generic pet sitter shirts on um because those aren't quote-unquote professional right it's businessy so now what do we gotta do what do we gotta do where it's businessy we gotta get polos Uh, that's right yes i I was gonna say polos because that's what i wear basically every day right but it's fine Yes. So I got to get, you know, got to get the polo, but how, like, what is, what is, so now we got to figure out what polos look like for us and by do all that fun stuff and everything. So it was, oh, we had to get, 
go through all that rigmarole of like now, like, do we put our full logo on it? Do we just put our name? How do these things? It's always, it's, you know, that's true. <laughs> just depends on the cost, right? Like that's how much you put on a polo. What's the embroidery cost for the little shirt front thing, right? Like then that's where. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the determining factor because that gets insanity really quick. So yes, well, and that. if you're Megan, she she goes, um, <clears throat> how big of a logo can we put on the back? <laughs> and I went, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, Yeah, I want our logo on the back of it. And I was like, I don't think you understand how polos to, work. Yeah, not- <laughs> well, a how embroidered how these how polos work, but two, um, <laughs> like it's going to be embroidered. so yeah not only is it going to be printed yeah it's not they don't screen print these this is going to be embroidered so not only is it going to weigh it's going to like triple the weight of the shirt but also it's going to be like black back armor plating that's true (laughs) like a ninja turtle right like yeah (laughs) just tell her just tell her no 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 megan you're thinking of bowling shirts that's different. Oh, not a, it's not, oh my gosh. Business. <laughs> why don't we get bowling shirts? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, see, bowling shirts. That's what you want logos on the back. It's bowling shirt. Right. That's what it is. You see, not polo. That's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you have the like, then you could have like the, the weird vertical stripes. Right or some other graphic dog bones, oh, mm. can have like stripes, but they're dog bones, right? Boom. Yes, got them. Right, okay. you know you all, they always have like just down the front, like on each side of the button. There's like big stripe, right? Dog bone, uh, a big dog bowl somewhere on the back, right? <laughs> Bowling shirts are really weird, so I'm just trying to think about like really weird. <laughs> I mean, it it definitely works. Um, yeah, because like if you're going to do like it, a you cat toy, right? Yeah, yeah you yeah. kind of lean into it. Yeah, all the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we did we have those, and so I've been able to wear that a couple times. But um, yeah, so it's been just kind of a an interesting experience of all the all the little things that come along come along with it. But I. Uh, We'll see, see how this, see how this goes. So that's that's all of our fun stuff. Maybe oh, it's very, it's very exciting, man. I don't know how you're containing your excitement with all of this. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So you're, you're you're fully enjoying your your air conditioning. It's sitting at sixty seven during the lovely. day. Lovely, yep. Kid, not quite that cold, but the kids are like, "Oh my gosh, it's so cold in here!" I was like, "Yes, yes, it is." <laughs> yeah, I told you. I told you. I was like, "Do not speak." They're like, they were talking about it, and they were like, "It's so cold." Again, the my other the other sixth grade classes theirs got fixed. Also, I think. And so they're like, it's so cold everywhere. It's like, just wait. It's like the other teacher, they don't even turn their heat on in the winter. And they're like, what? It's like, yep. 
So <laughs> be ready. <laughs> oh. Bring that hoodie to class because it's not getting better. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's just a good life hack. They'll make their the rest of their life uh, uh, time. Not really, because they're still haven't got them trained quite properly yet. So, like, they still just leave their junk everywhere, right? It's just, like, all over the place. Like, whose cup is this? No one knows. Whose book? Nobody knows. What is this? Oh, no one knows. Oh, like, no. Someone's like, I had a jacket. There's just a jacket in my room, like a hoodie. I don't even know what it was doing. So I hung it outside my door with a post-it note that said, help, I'm lost on it. And <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of my go-to strat. I just like hang it up on the wall and say, "Hell, if I'm lost, somebody that find is fantastic." It yeah, that's what. I'm <laughs> if I put it anywhere else, they'll never see it. Like I have a lost and found like table, basically. Like my back table, I just like put all their stuff there. And they come in. Have you seen my? Th-? I don't look on the table. I don't know. I don't. I don't know whose whose stuff is what. Just look over there, and they're just like, "Oh, you found my thing." Like, yeah, yeah, because you left it in the middle of the floor. What are you doing, you numpty? Come on, get get with it. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, know. that's crazy. Yes, they're so weird. But it's all right. So, managing to survive first couple weeks of school. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Not too bad. Um, <clears throat> other all the weird ancillary junk, like all these. Them, meetings I have to have and all that stuff. Like, I love it. Uh, like, the other, today somebody came to talk to me about this, like, quote unquote situation, right? And I was like, we discussed this and solved this three weeks ago. <gasps> why are you, why are you bringing this up again? And they're oh, like, oh, well, we just was like, this is already, like, why are you making me do this again? I was like, I, we had a plan. I moved on with my life, right? What are, what are you, why? What is happening? <laughs> That's terrible. So ridiculous. It's like, oh, it's, you know, other people, like not inside that grade level, right? They're like, oh, well, I was just wondering about this. Like, we already discussed. So like, well, what are you doing with us? We discussed this with all relevant parties already. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you, what do you want? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't understand what, where is this coming from? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like, just uh, <laughs> so frustrating. But yes, other than that kind of stuff, right? It's always it's always outside interference. That's my problem, right? Not the kids, although they're too loud all the time. But they're you know whatever. <clears throat> this yeah, is normal. They are. This is like a normal children. Thing. Yes, they're children, and they just shout all the time. Yeah, they just are shouty. Again, we're at the age where, like, I'm gonna say this phrase. Oh, maybe nobody heard me. I didn't get the reaction I want. What if I say it again? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I said something the other day. Like, saying something louder doesn't mean it's funnier. I just looked at him. Yeah. I was like, just just for future reference. Just just remember just that. So everyone's like, clear. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, 
So we're working on it. We're working on that. <laughs> you know, it's slowly, it's, slowly no, but surely. It's fine. It's fine. But it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Oh, no. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, I did have to go on a bit of a quest, right? So <clears throat> today, um, we, imp- we implemented the first official science side quest. Oh, yeah. Okay, as workshops yes. as workshopped on this very program. Ladies and gentlemen, history. Look at that. <laughs> yes. And, and listeners, you were part you were part of the creation of this. There you go. Uh, Good job. Good <laughs> job, people. But I was struggling with trying to think of the first thing to do, right? Uh I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, blah blah. And then because uh, this is my way, right? Like it's now September. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy show anniversary, by the way. Oh, um, yes. And we got. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, it's technically almost fall. And then I remembered <clears throat> that Punkin Chunkin exists. Boom. Mm-hmm. This is my first project. Right. So, okay. I, okay. I had, we have, we are now, our project is Throw Pumpkin. Right. Now, <laughs> the, we're going to do this like I needed a, like a fake pumpkin. Right. So if I'm going to have a project about flinging pumpkins, I need a pumpkin. Sure. And because I want to fling a pumpkin more than once, I need a not real pumpkin. Also, yes. because I'm going to do this in that hallway. I need okay. a not real. <laughs> right. That's yeah. important. The, the scope is getting narrower and narrower. <laughs> yeah. So we, we bring down. So again, right. It's after, after Labor Day, right. Fall decorations, blam, everywhere. Right. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. So I went to like every store <laughs> trying to find a pumpkin uh, that was suitable for my needs. Okay. This, okay. This is a much harder endeavor than I anticipated. Right. Oh no. Because a lot of like the decorative pumpkins, they're made of like foam. And so they're really light. And so not good for accelerating through the air. <laughs> no, no, so no. I was going around like, the dollar store, like Walmart, like everybody, like just any pumpkin I could find. I was like picking it up and like hefting it and kind of like tossing it. And then like, <laughs> I'm sure I looked insane, right? Like kind of tossing it, kind of being like, no, shaking my head, putting it back in a bin, picking up something else, kind of like hefting it. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, <laughs> the pumpkin man's back. <laughs> and the- <laughs> So at the third store that I went to, I finally found like a little like like a cloth one, right? It's like about the size of a baseball. Interesting. It's like cloth. It's like yeah, and it's like stuffed. A lot of the other ones there again, they're like they were like a foam, like a styrofoam with like a coating on them. So I figured that's not really good for throwing. No, because you don't have enough heft to get it to go right. So there's not enough mass there to really make a good projectile, hmm. you know. So, uh, <laughs> using my knowledge of throwing things at you when we were a child, I know that that's not going to fly very well. <laughs> I'm glad it could be beneficial. <laughs> Look, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, see, and so, <laughs> and so, like I, I found one that like a, it's like a felt stuffed pumpkin. So I bought sure. two just because I found one. I was like, ah, oh, buy both of these. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were taller. So I was like, ah, I'm getting there. Here we go. I found it. That's awesome. <laughs> so that was that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> okay. So did you like did you take it back and what so what are you what are you expecting? What kind of materials are they gonna have at on hand to well, do I'm the, going to go okay. I told them I'm gonna go just around I'm probably gonna go back to Walmart to the craft department or the dollar store to the craft department and like just pick up some like random stuff. If I have some like things already at school, but I don't have a whole bunch. And so I'm gonna go just sort of scour and just sort of like get some random materials like Dalrati things, like rubber band, string, yarn, that kind of stuff, like sure. little you know, just stuff like that. Anything I could find that's cheap, basically. Uh kind of make a little stash. And then I told them if you have like anything you want to bring from home use that too right if you're like oh i have these sticks in my house boom done (laughs) that works (laughs) and so i told him like the do like the plan is (laughs) uh i told them basically you have to make something to throw the pumpkin so you can't like do it with your hand or your foot like you can't do it with your body right you can't like kick the pumpkin right that's sure has some device some device to throw said pumpkin. And uh, <coughs> you have until, like, you need to register at least one attempt by the 29th. That's the last school day of September, I think. Huh. So you have basically until then to try this task. Now, I also told them you have unlimited tries. So, like, if you do it one day and it, like, is really not good, and then, like, three days later, you want to do it again, that's fine. Okay. Because you can, like, you know, tinker with your plan or whatever. I also told them, you are my guinea pigs, so we're going to see how this goes, and we'll change it. We'll make changes if necessary. So, just so (laughs) you know, just so you know, we're workshopping this on the fly. So, like, I (laughs) I just told them that very clearly, like. We're sort of making this up as we go. So as we notice problems, we're going to work to fix them and make it a better experience for everybody. That's the plan. So uh-huh. that's the plan. So just know okay. it might not be perfect at first. <laughs> okay. And what was, what's their reaction through this? You're talking to them. Like, what are they? Most of them thought it was a pretty interesting idea. They were like, okay. Like they kind of, you could see some wheels turning. They thought it was cool. Yeah. Right. Of course they're sixth graders. So they're like, well, what do you get if you win? I was like, well, being is that you are sixth graders, I don't know exactly, but it will probably be food related. They're like, okay, deal. Done. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I accept your terms. Right. Yeah, they're like, they're like, uh, okay. I was like, it will probably be snack based. They're like, sweet. All right. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> very, very straightforward. Very simple plan, right? <laughs> I mean, you know. If it <laughs> if it works, why would you? you know, yeah, right. Be bothered by it, right? <laughs> I may. What I may do is just buy like a box of popcorn, and like the winners just I'll just be like I'll make them some popcorn in class, like whatever day they want to have popcorn. I'll be like, okay, here you go, boom, here done. Eat it. Why would do notes? There you go. I'm I at it. <laughs> I think that, I think this is a very good idea. I think. Yeah. Right. That's not cost effective. So. <clears throat> We'll see. 
But yeah, that's the that's the going plan right now. I'm gonna dedicate my one of my whiteboards to sort of the just information about the plan. And so, you know, we'll see how it goes, right? We'll see what's up. Blah, blah. Some of them were planning with a partner today. This is partner based. I figure that's a good partner plan, right? Yes. I, I think that that's a really good idea. Because it is because it is so unique, right? I think that that's part of it of like it is supposed to be off the wall a little bit and and, and outside of of their comfort zone. So I, I think it's important to have a little bit of somebody who you can um go back and forth on with that. Yeah. Well, and like if they do like bring stuff from home to add to their pile of stuff, right? Then like not one person is responsible for doing everything, right? They can be like, oh, I'll bring this straw if you bring some string, right? Like, you know what I mean? Kind of share that too. So, yeah. It's just like stuff lying around the house. I told them like, just find like nothing. Don't buy things. That's silly. Just like, if you have random stuff, be like, oh, I bet that'll work. Blah. And if it doesn't work, take it home, try something else. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who cares, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's not that big of a, I mean, it is a big thing, but it's not that big of a thing at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just going to be like, I'm just, I'm going to give them points for this, but like, if they do it, they're going to get points for it. Right. Sure. I'm going to do some more. I have some other ideas for like, like more, because I'm going to switch around. Like it's not going to be the same all the time. So like sometimes I think it's going to be like research based, right? They're going to have to like do something, you know, like, and that can be like an individual, you know, just like when we have free time, just here's the guidelines, work on this, whenever it's done, give it to me. And it's, yeah, done, right. I'll check you off the list. Right. But like <clears throat> that way it's a mix. Cause like not everybody likes to work with other people. Some people really thrive doing things by themselves. Some people need to like have somebody else there to help them. So like trying to figure out a balance so it's not all the same thing. Right. Right. And I do have <coughs> a devious idea that I've been kicking around in my head for several years. And I think this is the time to do it. Right. Uh-huh. So so I don't know what. Right. But I, I want it to be like a like a research or like a presentation project, right? Some kind of presentation project where you have to like I don't I don't know exactly, but I want to give them <laughs> it's gonna be in partners, but your your partners are not gonna be in the same class as you. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I think that, and I would assign the partners, right? I would just pick yeah, randomly. Yes. <laughs> but I want to so that like everybody will be responsible for something but mm. they won't be like able to like really talk to each other in person they can like use because we have like one-to-one devices right mm-hmm. and so we have all these tools so why not use them <laughs> well yeah I mean get start start doing that collaboration like like remotely but that remote collaboration yeah right and it's it's gonna be the same thing like you'll have a deadline and it's gonna be like you know three weeks or whatever and you have until then to finish your part boom done yes I I like this very much I think I think I might be cool I don't know if I want to be like okay everybody in this class is responsible for like this section I don't know if I want to assign that or be like 
these three things have to get done to figure out who's doing what go. Mm. I feel like that might be a bit much. I might have to assign task, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think I think especially especially for the if you I, decide, I'm not gonna do this until like later in the year. Yeah. That's gonna be a that's like a springtime one, right? Like <laughs> very much so. I think I think that would be be neat to do that. And I think you would need to assign that, especially if it's the, the first time, you know. Yeah. I mean, later if you be. decide to do like two of these, maybe the second yeah. round you could yeah, have maybe. them p- pick it up. Yeah. But it might be good just to be like, okay, do this and then go. But or just like randomly assign them one. That could be better. Just like spin a little wheel. Like, okay, you are doing this. Boom. Like, mm-hmm. but just assign them the piece. So that to be something that has like three distinct sections because I have three different groups. That's why it's three, right? So like, <clears throat> but I think that would be fun. I've been thinking about that for a long time, and I have had no place to put it for lack of a better term right mm-hmm. like i told them this too i was like i have several ideas about like projects or things that we could do but i don't have a good place to put it <laughs> right don't. it doesn't like fit anywhere <laughs> right so if we make it just like the extra thing then it doesn't really matter <laughs> so yeah. we can just be like yeah <laughs> and just stick it somewhere well, again, low stakes, right? Everybody knows, okay, okay, this might be a little weird at first, but we're going to be okay. Like, we're all going to survive. It's not going to yeah. feel, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It was like trying it out, seeing how it goes. You know, that's, this is, this is the problem with my methodology, right? Like, a lot of times I will, like, I don't know. Whenever we have meetings about this, like everybody's like, "Oh, you have to like plan everything meticulously before you start." And I'm like, "Nah, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna do it, and then we're gonna see what happens, and then we're gonna fix it for mm. next time." <laughs> well, especially, but like I tell the kids that going in, like I'm yes. very honest with them. Like, listen, this might not work, but we're gonna try it. Right? Mm-hmm. We're just gonna see. Like, I don't know either. It's a mystery. Well, so and, we're gonna, <laughs> and and I think that that's that's what's important is that you're involving the 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 students with it too, because they they get to be part of that science process of yeah trial and error, and and it becomes much more than it it takes the it takes the project and it makes it so much more than the project. That's yeah, right. We're doing other things too at the same time. Yes. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, yeah. I can't wait to hear about we'll the picking all the pumpkins, chucking all the pumpkins. Yes. I thought it was a good one. I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. So, yeah, I yeah, don't know what else we're going to do later. But, you know, whatever mood strikes me first. <laughs> <laughs> next project one will I guess will be in November if I do it this way so okay. kind of think of something I'm going to see where we are too in science because it could be it would be rock related so I could do something rock related which is good rock like throwing oh no 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 don't throw don't <laughs> rock throw <chucking>. the rocks <laughs> now <laughs> oh fine
know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> like, but yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know, some things that have also been described as as not good. Well, I was talking about, you know, who throws good rocks. Ah, see? Yeah. But that was probably a much more unbiased opinion. Uh, That's true, it is. It's a much more yeah. unbiased opinion. And it's a much more true story because we know the hobbits throw rocks, right? I don't really know the source of this, but like in every Lord of the Rings video game and or movie, Hobbits are really good at throwing rocks, people. <laughs> yes. It's just like, <laughs> I didn't encounter this in the Silmarillion anywhere, but you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe somebody more learned than I could tell me the source of this information. Well, didn't, um, <laughs> maybe it's just in Lord I, of the Rings because they throw rocks at people in there all the time. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, listeners, uh, it is time for the Hobbit movie retrospective. Dun, 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 dun. Trilogy, I guess. Now, already, Colin is angry. Because it is well documented that Colin and I have very different opinions on this particular <laughs> topic. I'm in the camp of like, eh, it's not so bad. And Colin is in vehement hatred, I think is that <sighs> word. I think that's probably... <laughs> Yes. I mean, so, yes. <laughs> so it, it's, it's hard. Um, because I, I don't know, I don't know where you want to start with this. I mean, we want to start with this, really. Well, I don't really know either. Um, I guess we'll just start at the beginning. Yeah. In the hole in the ground. I, the uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So I okay, so the the yeah, I don't really know where the best place to start either. Um I guess we just start with your we'll start with your thoughts and then we'll go from there. I'll provide some good I do have some negative thoughts, right? About like there are definitely some problems and some interesting choices that were made. We'll start here. We'll start here. Oh. The first problem I have. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> is a big one. So <clears throat> I I realize I'm pretty sure the release of these movies was handled by different production companies, right? Because New Line Cinema did Lord of the Rings, okay? And I believe ooh, The Hobbit, it was like MGM and like Warner Brothers because they bought at weird things, studio buying, selling things. However, <clears throat> a big problem I have. On the theatrical extended edition DVD releases, which I own, okay? This is well known that the order, the colors of the discs bother me. Okay. In the Hobbit or in Lord of the Rings, it's like, it's like, what? It's like green for the first one and then red and then blue. Mm. Okay. And the Hobbit, it's red and then green and then blue. It's totally, it just looks bad on my shelf. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It really, <laughs> wow, they really did. <laughs> they really got that one wrong. Huh. <laughs> that's bizarre it is really bizarre and I'm like what what is this why <laughs> <laughs> on my shelf it looks odd because of this design choice I just want to mm. say I'm not a fan of that choice in particular yeah <clears throat> well because this was who hold on um 
I was trying to remember. Oh yeah, Guillermo del del Toro was was a was a part of the production of this, right? Didn't he? Did, did I he, don't remember. Yeah, he. Maybe. Yeah, because Peter Peter Jackson did was not involved in these. That's something. Yes, he was. Was Wasn't he? he? Yes, no. he was. Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, but some of the it was a different studio, though. I think is the problem. Okay. Well, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. Were they both involved? Because I I know that Del Toro had a different. It did have a different vision for these. Um, for each of these movies, and I will go. I will go ahead and just say right now that the decision, the the. I don't know whose decision it was to make these into a, a trilogy. Um, and that uh, that's the studio. I know studio. that that was yeah. the studio yeah. because I okay. think Peter wanted to do two. Yeah. Ah, so what happened was is del Toro was originally set for all for, to do all of them, but he was let go because um, of disagreeing, disagreeing on uh, what to do. And then Jackson stepped in. Um, I can't, Imagine a Guillermo del Toro Hobbit movie. Let's be honest. That yes, not, that's not good. Yes. <laughs> so I I feel I feel I I wish that um that this had not been a trilogy. And I know what they were trying to do is keep it in the same vein as ooh, there was a Lord of the Rings trilogy. So let's make a Hobbit trilogy. And dear listeners, if you go back and you listen to our previous episodes where we walk through the book, you may be thinking to yourself, self, I don't think there's a whole lot that you could put into this to seems pretty brief. Um, kind of has some deep moments. It has some other not deep moments. It's a lot to put into a trilogy. And you're well, right. What they did was they put all those times where they're like some time passed. They just put all that time in the movie. Mm. Right. That's what they, <laughs> whenever the bill yes. was just standing around for like three days in a row. Not doing anything is added. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's what now, they did. Yeah, so there, there are some. I did go appendix diving. Yeah, so okay. like I found, I read through some of the unfinished tales and the appendix three of Lord of the Rings, mm. where some of the stuff from the movie came from. Right. Okay. So we, I know there, some of that stuff is there, and it's around, and like they. <clears throat> They kind of added it in again. The timeline is slightly off because, like in Tolkien universe, nothing happens quickly. Everything happens like over twelve years, right, or longer. So, mm. but those events that are relevant, they did put in there. So, like the whole Thrain finding Thrain at Dolgodur or whatever, the wandering that that is in there someplace, right? The stuff about the battle of moria is in there right that's all in there in the appendix so <clears throat> some of that stuff they reference and talk about and put in there is material that is exists but like out sort of outside the hobbit but um you know it's in there so like some of it is told like canonically like it's told to frodo after the battle of after when like after lord of the rings is over and they're at the crowning of Aragorn. Spoilers mm. for Lord of the Rings. Um, wow! Like Gimli and Frodo and like Merry and Pippin and Gandalf are all hanging out, 
and they ask Gandalf about the whole Lonely Mountain thing, and Gandalf tells them parts about what happened. So, like, <laughs> that's, that's where some of the information that's not in the book comes from. Like, where did Gandalf go anyway? Gandalf tells him that. Yeah. Tells him some other stuff. So, like, that's there. There's some stuff in the appendix that's really good um, about, like, what Thorin was doing. Like, when Gandalf meets Thorin before, you know, and all that, like, they talk about the plan to go meet meet Bilbo and all that stuff. Like, that's all in there. <laughs> so, there is some other background information that exists. I'm just saying that. Hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah. Well, I don't know. And, and and I know, yeah, a lot of the the these these movies were very intensively like labored over in the very beginning with um I, I was reading some stuff about some of the production of in the early days, they were writing for twelve or plus hours a day to create these things. And how when del toro left they were saying that it would have been um it was kind of a loss and many people thought it would have had much more of a fantasy element to it um and as opposed to some of the visuals that that um uh, uh my gosh my brain jackson. just com- jackson <clears throat> yeah so jackson that jackson was bringing into it um and so and i think that's you know yeah, I I can't really I can't really imagine what a Del Toro version of this would look like. Yeah. All right. It also I guess the other elephant in the room is the the film medium that Jackson shot it in, right? It's like a weird camera speed, right? I don't remember off the top of my head what it is, well, but, but he, he was shot also... it in like a very high camera speed and it's also shot for like it was released, don't forget, it was released in like IMAX 3D. Yes. Yes, right. I was just so about it's a to say huge format, right? It so was, when you watch it back on like a normal TV, it looks kind of weird sometimes. Like it, it's it's a very different aesthetic than like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But part of that is the high frame rate and the large format that he released in. Mm-hmm. And I, as somebody who saw all three movies in IMAX 3D, it was kind of rad, right? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> right. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, that that was a, a. But I mean, because this when did okay when did these movies come out officially? When did they? Was it two thousand ten? Somewhere around there. When did they come out? Gosh, yeah. Because I they, was reading it the other day and then I forgot. Yeah, I've completely, completely no idea. Oh. Yeah, 2012 was the 12, first movie. Yeah. 2013, 2014. 14, yes. This was still in that era where 3D movies were trying to make another comeback, right? Like, this is where... Yeah. like There was I, a lot. There was a lot of them came out. Yes. Yes. And I, I understand why the decision was made. I just feel like it was not appropriate. Because <laughs> well, it, does, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hold the same timelessness value. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, again, if you watch Lord of the Rings and if you watch other contemporary movies like Harry Potter, right? What one of those movies looks really good today in 2023. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Harry Potter. Right. And so, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it looks dated. It looks kind of like wonky. And so, yes, there was a lot of just talk about like his decision to move away from like live action makeup. 
and there's a lot more CG in this movie and a lot yeah. of stuff. And I don't know if that's due to like budgets and stuff and what, but like studio pressure and to use all the fanciness. But, you know, for various reasons, things got like wonked out. And so it does have a bit of a visual, a visual like weirdness to it. But there, so there is that, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple other additions that are odd. Right. And we'll talk about those here in just a minute. But like, uh, just to start at the beginning, right? Like the opening of the movie, pretty excellent. Right. Yeah. Like the opening of the first movie, The Hobbit, The Unexpected Journey. Yes. Like it's really good. Right. We get yeah. a lot of the book. Right. We're staying pretty close. We're doing a lot of stuff with the party and, and all the dwarves showing up and, and all this. Right. We do have, you know, Thorin a bit more emo in the movie than like, in the yes. book, right? He's like immediately, more like, much more broody emo. Broody, like, like right. yes, already from the very beginning. Now he's not the most <clears throat> cheerful fellow in the book, but like That's this true. is a, this is this is definitely like an immediate darker tone. Like this is this is an angsty like emo like nah kind of kind of person. Okay, now now that you did say that though, uh, if I can find this page, right, I would like to. <coughs> Say where I believe some of this character design came from, right? Okay. So if we, I believe it was here, bookmark, bookmark, yeah. All right. So uh, if I'm going to read you this just small excerpt from uh, Appendix A from the Return of the King, right? Okay. This is sort of Thorin's minds. This is before. Uh, he decided before he meets up with Gandalf and they decide to go on this quest for the Lonely Mountain, right? Um, mm. uh, it says the years lengthened, the embers in the heart of Thor- Thorin grew hot again, and he brooded on the wrongs of his house and the vengeance upon the dragon that he had inherited. He thought of weapons and armies and alliances, and as his great hammer rang in his forge, but the armies were dispersed and the alliances broken, and the axes of his people were few, and the great anger without hope burned in him as he smote the red iron on the anvil. Okay. okay. Now, this, this is a broody guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, okay. so some of that inspiration in character development comes directly, I believe, from that exact paragraph. <laughs> That's, you know, when you, okay, when you put it like that, it kind of... <laughs> right so that's weird so like I think aesthetically the first movie it starts out pretty strong right we do good we do all this stuff the troll thing is pretty funny Mm -hmm. you know they kind of play into the humor right where it's kind of like they're in peril but like like we talked about in the book like they're in peril but like just a little bit of peril right it's like a wee bit of peril you know Uh no problem the problem there's an Azog problem in this book in the movie Right. Uh, so, yes. so the the first the first major like lore problem that we have is the Azog problem because um he's dead. Yeah. Right. He's he's a wee bit dead because at the Battle of Moria, right, <clears throat> where Azog kills Thror, um, <clears throat> Dane Ironfoot actually kills. Azog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, and so yes, um, the reason he's included, I don't know why he's in the movie, right? And I feel like the he has not good character motivation, right? His character yeah. motivation in the movie is, well, I killed your grandpa, and I almost killed your dad, so I feel like I need to kill you. Yep, sounds good. <clears throat> right and so that's a weird that's not a very strong motivation Mm-mm. right I feel like a a choice that would have made more sense right if you replace the Azog character with Bolg who is Azog's like son whatever mm-hmm. then the motivation becomes now I want like it's a revenge cycle right yes. my dad killed your dad your cousin killed my dad, right? Now I want to kill you, right? That this, this like revenge motivation makes a lot more sense, you know? And then you could have had just, if you have the main guy be bold and then the other guy be the, as so too far unnamed bodyguard of bold, right? You could give him a name. <laughs> you could make up a name for him. Like <laughs> that's a bit clunky, right? <laughs> but, None of the other made orcs have names. So, like, you just be like, you go give him a crazy visual design. Done. You know, he's a bad guy. Yes. It would have worked. I feel like that motivation, like, makes more sense. So, you could still have, Mm. like, a baddie, right? You could replace random wargs with, like, a baddie. But at least it's lore appropriate and he has an actual motivation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, Yeah. (laughs) That's the problem, right? That's one of the big problems. You know, some say. (laughs) Yeah, other than that, I don't have any problems with the first movie. I like it. I like, again, I'm on record, I believe, as saying that's my favorite one. Yes. Now, I will say that this, um, I think this may stem from the early production because... Uh, Del Toro is on record saying that the first movie was actually supposed to be a standalone movie and that he envisioned because it, it was originally two, supposed to be two movies and he the first movie of The Hobbit was supposed to be a standalone and then the second movie he envisioned as being a bridge into Jackson's world so mm-hmm. you can kind of there's still a lot of that in its in the the first movie be feeling very um very self-sufficient right i i don't get the feeling that it is any um you know there's it it is it 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 all feels very nicely wrapped up and for the most part makes makes sense um besides the azog part that's that notwithstanding um i i will i will give that the first movie does at least that and that that's so like kudos to for that aspect yeah so i liked i don't I really i watched them again this last week with susan and she likes them too so we we watched that one and I, yeah i didn't really have any other thoughts on that one like i like it it's paced pretty good it doesn't really feel like too long right you get some good interesting things right i feel like yeah i mean i like that they tried to do something like visually interesting with all the dwarves because like again most of them are 
basically not important and like <laughs> right just like there's a couple they gave some of like ballin stuff to like bob offer right just to give it another dwarf a chance to speak right yes. you <laughs> yeah they did I'm take okay some of that, those right some of those lines and spread them out for sure yeah which is cool that's fine right give them more like there's 13 of them and in the book you hear from three yeah right you don't get you don't really get a lot right you get <laughs> and so like having them be very distinct visually having them be like a little bit like you could there's just like you think even in like one or two lines they deliver like some like quirk and you kind of understand what their character is about a little bit uh-huh. you know uh even in like in the first movie like you don't you know that like it's just what you know a couple of these guys are like serious dwarf warriors some of them are also there right so like <laughs> you know already like dwallin isn't you, you want dwallin around mm-hmm. you know ori whatever like it's fine but so you can that's a good choice i think to make them sort of visually distinct they do look weird with their hair and stuff but like also the fact that a lot of them don't have very large beards and dwarfs are known for beards but that's other you know whatever um <laughs> Like, there's some interesting choices, right? There are times when the movie is too brown. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I mean, even the, I mean, like, even the DVD cover, the 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 photo, the the uh, movie release posters for these, they're not the most. They're they're all very rather drab and it's dark. weird. It's weird, right? It's so there's some weird color washing happening, but like, you know, overall, I think the first one follows pretty good, right? I forgot to write down a lot of notes while I was watching this, so like I'm doing this by memory. But like I, the first one does good. They they throw in like some random lore stuff in there, right? And it's pretty, yes. so it's not too bad. I like it. I like the first one. Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do think the I just go back to the Azog thing. I think it's an interesting choice to introduce that nemesis into the. It's so I early. Mean, it's right, really like, early, right? And and like we read the book, like the but I I know what they were trying to do. They needed a driving factor, right? They needed yes. a, a clock to push things a lot to push the plot along yeah. to give things a sense of urgency. Like because now like, in the book, you're just kind of like, oh, we're we'll you know we'll get there. Right? We'll get to the mountain when we get to the mountain. And now it's like, no, we have to go. Like we must go. Yeah, push, and we're being pushed there, uh, which makes it, it it definitely changes that tone of it aspect as well. Yes, uh, I mean that's not bad either, right? No, other it's not. than like who it is, which is weird yes. choice, but whatever. <laughs> um, they have the big bad. They you know, and it you know it ties in with the rest of the story anyway. So like, it's all right. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. And then we get to. The Desolation of Smaug. Uh, yeah. This is the one that is my least favorite. Okay. Right. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. It's too long. Yeah. This is... Because what's its runtime? What? It's a... Uh, like a two million hours? years. A yeah, million years. Two and a half hours? Like. Maybe? Yeah, Something like that, yeah. Hold <clears throat> Yeah. But like... Yeah. Ugh. Yes. So it starts off good, right? We're doing good. We got... We see our, our boy Bayorn. Right, doing pretty good there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 
the Mirkwood stuff is pretty good, right? This is definitely Jackson leaning into like the weirdness that he used to do, right? Because it's very like it feels <laughs> uncomfortable to watch. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It is not a. Yeah, this is Jackson kind of kind of flexing a little bit here, being like, "Yeah, I, you know, this is not pleasant." <laughs> yeah, it's like fear and loathing in Mirkwood. It's really kind of weird, right? Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 does a good job of like portraying the discomfort, and I think that part is good too, right? It's if pretty follow along. Gandalf's like, "Oh, sorry, actually, I gotta go. Bye," and like. <laughs> runs away <laughs> like, yep <laughs> we get we do add in the stuff is it here no there's the other one yeah with the you know some of the elrondi stuff when they're in riverdale that's in the first one but yeah um <clears throat> you know you set that scene with those familiar characters right and that pays off here a little bit but so it's i think it's all right you know you get the that's, that's the other thing in the hobbit you get the you get that message driven home already of like the gandalf believes in like good and good deeds right it's kind of like the message overall of the movie right like just doing the right thing boom and so yes it, it definitely gives gandalf more of a um uh, uh how do how i phrase this like an opinion or voice in that matter because in the yeah. books gandalf is just more like i don't know could be yeah. could like, be he's <laughs> there yeah like <laughs> and so, so yeah but that that kind of you get that said in the first one. I forgot about that part, sorry. And then mm. you know when you move into the desolation of smog, it's all pretty good up until the elves, right? <laughs> and like even that part's like fine, but now uh-huh. we have the big problem of the whole of the whole series, right? We run into the Tariel problem, <laughs> mm. Mm. right? It's just it's a bit weird, right? Like I don't care. Then we have like another elf to do like cool elfy stuff. Because you know, that's fun. We like that. We like cool elfy stuff, right? We liked Legolas in the trilogy original trilogy, you know, doing things yep. there. We like, you know, I don't even really care that Legolas is here. Like it doesn't really matter. Like No, it's not important. because we know that he's from the Woodland Realm. We know that his dad was the Woodland Realm king. So like it makes one hundred percent sense that there'd just be a Legolas here, right? Like <laughs> it should and and yes, and and I don't and again, we're pulling on the the name recognition, we're pulling on, you know, the the cachet of having him, you know, reprise his role in this. But for the intense for the all intents and purposes of this movie, he could have just been in a background scene, like walking by, right? And yeah. like, yeah, there he is, right? Because he's not it's not necessary to have him here. But it's and you're right, it's it's fine. It makes sense, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The real problem is the Tariel problem because like this weird like love story like why stop putting love stories in my booth. Why are you doing this? Stop it. Like I know that you need you feel like you need to replace Aragorn and Arwen right? Like uh-huh. the, the you know forbidden love between the elf and the human right? And then but like there's actually stakes to that and that's like historically grounded and not historically grounded, but like lore grounded with like Baron and Luthien and like a long line of similar things happening in the Tolkien verse, right? So, like, in order for Arwen to love Aragorn, she has to give up something. You know, mm. like this weird thing is like, ah, but what? The dwarf's cute though, <laughs> right? And all this really is now, I know, I understand why this is happening, okay? Because 
<clears throat> we have to make Feely and Keely's ultimate deaths actually like mean something. <laughs> uh, as opposed to in the book where they're like, oh yes, they're also dead. Anyway, <laughs> would you like some tea? Like they just... <laughs> so so it is we do have to like this is a way to like make those characters more important. Right? Uh-huh. Like, ah, now we have stakes in like, you know, with Billy here. Uh like, oh, it's important and he has an arc and he is at the forefront and he's part of this story because if nothing happened at all and then they were just like, oh, he died. Like, there's no gravitas to the death. No. And it doesn't have any impact on the audience whatsoever. Kind of like it doesn't have any impact when you read the book whatsoever. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. Turns out. That one guy died too. Okay. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. But but to to use that through the Tariel thing like it just it is just weird to now all of a sudden say here's a brand new character who's great on their own right and um cool have cool see that great introduce new character strong whatever but then like oh really the only reason that tariel's here is to be in this weird love triangle so that later on it's like uh, like didn't need to do that it does kind of ruin the 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 introduction of that character because you know it's like it's really only for this one thing yeah so like I, if you want to put her in there if you want to have a lady elf character doing cool lady elf stuff I'm okay with that that's fine yes like, <laughs> but like it's a, it does feel a bit forced right a little bit and it's you know whatever and then and then uh so that part happens they escape the lake town I do like escape from the elven halls right I like the barrel thing okay I don't I don't care I like <laughs> like the rapiding down the barrels and running away from the orcs it's weird that the orcs are there chasing them again but you know whatever yeah, again not needed they're already in the barrels fighting for their lives like we yeah. don't need to heighten the stakes here at all but like, it, was it not... is at least like fun right yes it's yeah. kind of like fun and like it's a it's in a very enjoyable sequence to watch, right? Like it's a very the, again this part of the story is just them walking forever, yes, and nothing is happening, right? In the book, it's just like and they floated down the river, like the dwarves are just in the barrels and you don't see them. That's not a good movie, okay? So like <laughs> this at least this at least brings some stakes and some like fun, right? And so. <clears throat> like I'm okay with that. It's fun. I like it. The escape, right? And all that. It's I like that part. Right. Sure. I can't help but giggle at the part where like Boffer Bobber like fights in the barrel. It's just funny. I like it. Right. Because okay. you know, <laughs> right, that's what brothers would do. Right. Yeah, sure we're dying <laughs> and it's just in peril, but also you're <laughs> on my side, right? <laughs> yeah, so that part's fun. Um and then we be Bard. That's okay. Bard is also a bit of a broody boy, right? Um, but then, like the Lake Town stuff, like <sighs> the master and the guy in black whose name I can't even remember because he's not important, really. That whole thing is like, okay, I get it. You are discount worm tongue. Okay? Yes. So like, you're like dollar dollar store worm tongue. Okay, and then. This other guy is just like a greedy buffoon. But like, 
they're 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 making like weird jokes and like their whole scene goes on like way too long. And it's just like all like this is not needed. <laughs> like, no. I don't it, like that part. Because uh, like, again, it, you're a bad guy. Like, but again, the payoff here. Uh, uh, this is again where, like we said, like you said, of like this is them stretching this material. Like they're, and I, I get it. Going like, oh, what if we like really got into Lake Town and like really, oh, like let's really understand what's going mm. on and figure out how terrible these people actually are and all this stuff. But it's not, and I understand again, this is like, well, well, let's make people really care about this because in the end, the town's going to burn, right? And people are going to be pointing fingers. So like, we need to, we need to do all of this stuff so you can really see what's going on. But like, yeah, discount worm tongue, not necessary. Like weird jokes about animal testicles. Is that necessary? No. That's ridiculous. Like, what are you doing? Stop it. Like, <laughs> like, what's grosser than eating that cherry tomato? I know. What have we do? Yes. Like, like, oh, we can like, one this up. Yes. Let's do that. That's definitely necessary. <laughs> like, do we don't need that? Uh, yeah. So that, that part is whole weird. Like, I get it. Like you said, it may, we have to set the scene and we have to put the stakes up because we have to know that this is a corrupt place. We have to know that the people are suffering and we have to care about them for when Smaug does come and, you know, burns it all to ground. Like, we have to have a stake, right? We can't just be like, yep, there was a town by the lake. Anyway, mm-hmm. just gonna, many days later, we reached the river by the mountain. <laughs> Well, and also at this time, we're given the um, uh, in the book. Um, this is, I think, is, is this where they also introduce that like uh, Bard has the super secret special arrow? Is that later? Right? Is that that comes uh, might be later a little bit? Maybe later. Right? Okay, yeah. Oh, oh right. I don't the, remember because in the book they're like, yes, Bard is there. Anyway, like, yeah, <laughs> there's like Sorry. a dude named Bard here, and then they like leave. So, <laughs> so they. Sorry, they um this is so that comes after Smog is awakened, I think, or whatever, but like oh, okay. Right, because I'm trying to, oh, yeah, I'm trying to remember the pacing about, of this book. The, like or the, yes. the movie. Because it is weird. Cause then this is yeah, we're we're at Lake Town and then they leave and they go up, and this is where he accidentally you know, wakes up Smog, right? And after he finds the Arkenstone. Yeah. 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 I was trying to this this is where the movie for me just starts to get super super choppy because then because I know one part that I again this trying to imbue super special significance to things that aren't necessary in the book Bard just happens to have this black arrow and he's like you've never failed here we go shoot you off but like in the movie it's like a big deal that he has this arrow and it's like it's the it's known to be the only thing that can kill small. Yeah. Well, Which, and we get like we don't know in the book till like later. They're like, oh yeah. Anyway, Bard is uh, actually descendant of the last king of Dale, and that's you know handy. We don't learn that until Bard like magically speaks Thrush, right? Like, oh yeah. man. Oh. Which like, what so- a much better payoff in a movie to have that to have that. No, <laughs> that would be so goofy. No. <laughs> Turns that- out Bard's a Disney princess and can talk to birds. Like, come on, that's. Like- <laughs> 
fine, whatever. Anyway, I would have much liked to see that in the height of it. The little thrush land on his shoulder and he turn and he like whistles something back. And then the bird, like, I don't know, does a jig and jumps off his shoulder. Like, yes, folds, that- his, folds his socks and puts them on the clothesline. And like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, it, the, whenever they show that part where the thrush is like knocking on the wall, I started laughing uncontrollably. And Susan was like, what is the matter with you? It's like, listen, did you know that thrushes can talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. So, so. yeah, (laughs) I, I don't, I, again, now, now we start that. This is where to me, the movie, like, just like, I'm going to say the word goofy, like goofy things start to happen or like, I don't, the, with the orcs attacking the town now. Right. And now, yeah, that's weird. Like, Legolas is here now. Force contrivance of like, again, this is the, the, the orcs don't have a, their motivation is bad, right? There's like, oh, they're dwarves, so we should kill them. Yeah. That's it. That's the only motivation. That's not a very strong character motivation, right? Like, because they're not even after, like, Thorin. They're, it's like Feely, Achilles, and Boffer, and the one with the ear trumpet. I don't even know who oh, that I is. I have no idea. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know who that is now. Like, I... <laughs> watched all three movies this last week. No idea what that guy's name is. Like, is it Oin or is it... It's not Gloin. I know who Gloin is. But, like, it's weird. Anyway, so yeah, that part's weird. We get the weird, like, send-off to go to the mountain, right? Um, Takes them forever. And then they find the door. That part's good. I like that part. Yeah. That part's good. Uh, And then, like, the real money, though, is once he's... once 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 Bilbo is actually in the mountain with Smog, this is the best part of the entire movie. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, yeah. we, we sort of glossed over the part with uh, Gollum in the cave. That part is really good. Oh, yes. Too, right, in the other one. But, like, this part is... This part's great, right? Like, this part is excellent. <laughs> well, and I think I remember reading that Smog was the first... Thing they started working on and it was the last thing to be finished for the movies because they knew they had to nail yeah smog well he's great he's a great dragon right he's yeah. excellent looks excellent Benedict Cumberbatch is magnificent right uh, as the dragon right yes. and so that whole thing is just good I really like it. yep I did I, I agree I think smog was a good they, they did nail um, his 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 development there. Yeah, I like it a lot, and I, I feel like now is a good time to just sort of talk about like, uh, sort of Martin Freeman in general, Bilbo. Like, yeah, I, I think his performance as Bilbo is really good. Okay, right, I really like it. I think yeah. he does a good job of being. He does a really good job of like putting across like Bilbo is, even though he's a burglar, he's honest. He's a very sincere person. Yes. Right? He is like struggling to understand the world that he's found himself in. Right? I think that really shows in this performance. I think he does a really good job. Mm. I don't want to before I forget, I don't want to undervalue Martin Freeman's Bilbo. I think it's excellent. <laughs> I I I personally don't have any problem with any of the performances in this that I 
can remember. Like I, I feel like everybody is really like I don't think it's the perform I don't think there's any issue with performers in the in, in any of these movies that makes me kind of cringe at all. I don't know. Did you do you in general, did you did you have any um, no, I don't. I it's okay. the writing that lets it down in some spots, right? Yes. It's the but I just wanted to say that right now sure. <clears throat> while I was thinking about this part of him in the in Erebor with Smog. Like it's really good. And I really just like <clears throat> I like his performance a lot. I think he did really good. So I just wanted to say that just sure. why I had it on my mind. Okay. Right. <clears throat> that makes so sense. That, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but yeah, that's basically the end of this movie, right? Like they well, make Smog angry. No, it's weird. Because then we've got to throw in a couple. Don't we have to throw in the Gandalf thing, right? Where he goes to Dol Guldur. Uh, oh, he gets captured in Dol Guldur. Yes, yeah. yes. We have to have that random side quest pop up here. That's um, true. Right now, because well, that's where he finds Thrain. Right, he finds Thrain there. Now in the yes. book, I don't in the. Writing, I don't think he finds Thrain at Dolgodor at this time, but he does find him. Uh, it's a whole it's weird. The timeline's weird, but okay. Yeah, so we yeah, do help, find that he's alive. So help me uh, with this, because when like, so is this 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 scene and stuff. This actually is retold some other place. Yeah, I, right. It is okay. Yeah, okay. Like it, it's in some of the appendices and stuff. That's like when. When uh, or maybe that's in unfinished tales, right? This is, I think, when Frodo's like, "Yo, oh, tell us about that." Gandalf says, "Like, oh yeah, and I also had to go do this." So this, there is some writing about like where did Gandalf go when sure. he like disappears, right? Like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> right? Okay, he's at investigating Dolgodor, Dolgodor, and the necromancer, right, and discovering that it is actually Sauron, right? Yeah. That's that's that is actually happening okay. at this time, right? So and, and so Thrain, so Thrain's alive during this, and that's what I was also confused about. Uh, now that part I don't really. That part is a little bit unclear, right? Like he's like, because at some point Thrain has been captured, right? Because they need that Sauron wanted the ring back. Right? Oh right! Because he's collecting the rings of power. Okay, uh-huh. So in in this part of the timeline, whenever he has not like announced himself as being like "I'm back, sucker," right? He he is like <clears throat> looking for things that will help him regain his strength, uh-huh. and he is actively looking for the One Ring. But as Gollum has it in a cave somewhere, he can't find it. So he's also trying to find the other rings, right? Okay, he is trying to get the ring wraith dudes to come back he's looking for the dwarf rings um like he wants the elf rings but like he didn't make those so like you know he wants them but he didn't make them so they're not like villainous Mm. that's why gandalf can wear the elf ring right because Celeborn actually made that and not sauron anyway Mm. that's enough of that but so he's looking for the dwarf rings and he wants thrain's ring um he can't find all of the Dorth rings because some of them have been eaten by dragons. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're gone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's looking for those because he needs them to help regain his strength. I so see. that's why he's that's why he's hunting for Thrain. 
that's why Thrain has been captured <clears throat> um, because he wants the ring. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. So that yeah. is there is stuff about that. Okay. Well, and then we also like also right at the very end, isn't this when this because the, the movie ends with with Smog having like been flying away towards Lake Town, having been covered in gold, right? Because yeah, yes, they used yes. his fire to restart the forges. Yes. They're trying yeah. to defeat him, right? Yes. And they they're trying to defeat a dragon with no plan, right? Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. And again, yes. this is me going, going uh, intri- visually very stunning, right? Like visually, but also like, w- this is just silly. <laughs> this is where I'm like, okay, like, this is, this is a, a tiny bit silly here, isn't it? Like, anyway. And that's true. And some of that does go on for too long, right? There's a little bit too much of that. Sure. Like some is okay. Some is fine. Some makes sense. You know, it, it's a little too much. Just like pacing wise, like it's a little too much. But then, you know, they do cover him with the gold. And I think that might be like a slight reference to that, you know, he is referred to as like gold covered because he like has gold stuck in his scales from laying on it so long. Yeah. I feel like that's like a allusion to that, maybe a little bit. But, you know, that's what there's a weird place for the movie to end, right? Uh-huh. Especially. Because when the third movie starts, he's dead in like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, I, for, for the movie that's called The Desolation of Smog, which I know is also referred to as like the mountain and the area of his yeah, living, it's but the like area that he burned. Right? Yes. But also the double meaning, meaning like the destruction of smog, right? The, yes. the, the ruin of smog. That doesn't happen until the third movie, which is. Yes. So, I, you know, I know like they were trying to do, live on a cliffhanger there, but that was a weird one. That was a very I mean, odd way to yes. start the third movie. And I cannot disagree more emphatically that that, that was a, I don't, I hate that so bad. I mean, they were saving all the climaxes for the bad, for the third movie. Right. But yeah, it is a weird, it's a bit weird to just do that yeah right and to have smile guy with it's literally like 20 minutes it would be like oh well okay then <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then we start to see the descent of uh what did you think of the depiction of thorin at this point uh as he's kind of spiraling looking for the uh i actually kind of liked it right okay. i like this part i like where he kind of the the slow descent into madness and even the part where they you know when the other dwarves everybody leaves lake town right um bard is leading him up right dealing with that really annoying discount worm tongue guy and um they other other dwarves come up and bilbo's like running out he's like nope nope you guys don't really want to be here right now because it's not going well at all (laughs) i I like it is it is well done there. I like that part. So I like the the full sort of descent into me- now it it kind of, so like this is where we talked to earlier about like Thorin being a little bit too emo, right? I feel like it's oh it kind of makes a little bit of sense because like it would be real weird if he went from like happy go lucky guy to like full on like brooding villain. It'd be a bit much, right? So. Sure. Yeah, uh, you know, it makes sense. And he does, but the port, this, 
I like this descent part where he like gets more and more like manic and like he's like real paranoid, right? And he's real so you can really tell that it's affecting him mm-hmm. quite strongly. Like it's it's already kind of been a slow build. Like there's you can already kind of tell like the closer he's been getting, like he's you know, acting a little bit weird, but like now that he's in there, it's like full on and it's nuts, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I think it's a yeah. good job I've done of that. Okay. Yeah, I, I I agree. It definitely um makes it more uh I, I think it they they hit the tone pretty well with the uh with what's happening here of like yeah it, it really is a, a descent uh of of and the kind of the uncoming of of who he was before. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good job. But then like the constant, like I don't know, the all of the stuff with like the Lake Town survivors, though uh-huh. I feel like it draws out way too much. You know, like when they're with Bard and all the people in Dale, right? And again, like that stinking dude. I don't. That's just the why do we have to keep coming back to discount Wormtongue? Like, just uh-huh. let him go away already. Like, I don't. <laughs> he's not funny. He's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like all that stuff is like, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and then interspersed with that is the, the rescue of Gandalf from Dumbledore uh, also. Yes. Right? Yes. Which is, you know, a thing. <clears throat> like it's sure. fine. Like I don't care, but it is, uh, again, it's taking up a lot of movie time. <laughs> yes. It is. It is. And it, this is definitely the, um, the like, no, really, there's a connection here. Like, this is the, that happens a couple times about this, but it's like, they, oh, no, no, those movies that came out before, like, this, this is, remember that there's a connection here. Don't forget about that. This is, we're going to get there. Don't think, like, don't forget when it's like, oh my gosh, like, this, this wasn't, this isn't about Sauron. It wasn't about that. That's not the purpose of this movie or this book. I'll say that. But they're really pulling hard to make sure that you understand what's coming, right? Yeah. I do like, though, when... Okay, so, like, I do kind of like the part where she banished... She, like... Oh! Galadriel, when she, like, blows up Sauron, like, banish him out, right? She's holding the vial of Galadriel that she's going to give yes. to Frodo later. Uh-huh. So I like that part. I yeah. thought that was cool. <laughs> no, visually, visually, I love seeing Galadriel, Elrond, Sauron, right, Saruman, uh, and like I love seeing them kick butt. Like it's really mm-hmm. neat to see them all doing this stuff and doing this. But it's like, okay, like I, I get it. Cool. Okay, move next. Move on. Yeah, yeah. It is a. It, this this. It's already. There's also a lot. This movie also takes years to end. So. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like, weirdly, weirdly, I think this movie is shorter than the first movie. I think you might be right. So, but it's, it's like just, all in. Yes, that's like all this thing. is. It's just colons and semicolons. It's nothing but like it's just yeah. these big run-on sentences. Yes, but it's visually good, right? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> like when the when the so yeah now where we go back you know the 
the standoff at the mountain. That part's good. I like that part. It's pretty good. The, you know, we're going to, you know, do you not want to parlay? You gave us your word. All that stuff is really good. Uh-huh. Uh, there is, I did notice, right? I never really realized this because uh, I had read the book, right? And forever. But uh, there are like a couple of sneaky shots where you see like ravens flying out of Erebor. Huh? Sure. Because of course, dwarves speak raven. Yes, not thrush. Obviously. Right, yes, not thrush, but Jeez, weird. And so you get this, I, you know, I did notice that little detail. It's like, oh, oh, there's a raven fly. That's, they're sending to Dane right now. I got it. Uh-huh. So, so that's really interesting, right? If you know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but that part where like Thorin and Bard are talking to the door. Like that's that's a good part, right? Where Thorin is like just full on crazy man, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Bard is like, "What do you mean? You know what? Like, we just want to help each other." And he's like, "No, I will help no one." He's like, "What? Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> not going well. We're gonna have to take some drastic measures because he sounds completely unhinged, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> because he is. He's hey. not making any sense at all. Uh huh." So that I think that does a good job of showing like really just how far gone Thorin is at this point. Like that part, and he's like, "Yes, we will fight." And they're like, "Uh, okay, um, bye." <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, which is then followed by the part where he's like, really suspicious, Thorin is really suspicious of all the other dwarves. And he's like telling Bilbo, he's like, I think one of them has stolen it. And Bilbo's like, no, no. <laughs> who would do that? Right. Yeah. I don't, they're all like getting the armor on and they're like getting dressed and they give Bilbo the mithril thing or whatever. Uh-huh. And he's like, I just like that part. <laughs> like one of them has betrayed me. Bilbo's just like, yeah. <laughs> no, who would <laughs> Who would do that? Such a thing. Ah, yeah. I, yeah. There are bits, there there are bits of of humor and stuff like that comes up. And, and he, what's his name again? Who plays him? Um, uh, who plays Bilbo? Um, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Martin Freeman. Again, does it really well? Like, again, this is, this is genuinely a a funny moment and like a, also a tense moment. Um, and like this movie has, those in there and but they're kind of hidden and they're they're covered under so much heaviness and fast paced and like it's just this movie is very confused about what it's supposed to be and what story it's actually trying to get told yeah there's some conflicting themes right like they really drive home the like treasure is bad theme right like yes but also with like, you can be good. The like it's a little bit weird, right? But through all that, you can really see Bilbo struggling with his decision that he's trying to make. Right? He's trying to figure out what to do to help everybody to keep them from becoming dead. Yes. And yeah. so his struggle really, I think they do a good job of showcasing that his yes. struggle to overcome this. Right. Yep. Something that is a theme is is picked up on in the book, but really, I, I I do agree that it is displayed here very well, um, amongst a lot of confusing other aspects. But like that, I feel like I don't know who wrote that or who you know put that together, but like that was that was done well in this. Yeah, 
Right. So then we get the part where he escapes, right? He goes and he meets with Bard and Thrandwheel and uh-huh. goes, Oh, Gandalf's back. Hey, hey, what do you know? Hey, what's up, Gandalf? How's it going? Uh, and he gives him the stone and then he sneaks off back to the thing, right? Um, <clears throat> so uh, that leads to the ultimate conflict the next day, you know, where we get the part where Bard's all like, are you sure you want to fight? You know, we can still talk. And Thorin's like, oh, you have nothing I want. You can't do anything. And Tracy's like, oh, oh, really? What about, uh, what about this? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that part was funny. Yeah. Um, you know, they get the big showdown, but then like, just at the last moment, here comes Billy Conley. I mean, Dane Ironfoot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I I don't. Okay. So, Billy, oh, this is a weird. I don't. What did I? I, this is a weird casting. This is a weird, weird casting for me. <laughs> it's a bit weird, but like ultimately, I think it works because it's just so funny. It's, <laughs> I, I, I would love to know the, uh, the negotiations to get him to play this role and if he was like what what swung i just i it's so weird like when i, I i'm so it, it's a it's a it's such a confusing casting for me but it 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 works it's just so bizarre it's bizarre i remember the first time i saw it i was like what billy conley yes <laughs> what are you doing here you took a wrong turn <laughs> but this is like this is also interesting like cinematically because this is the first time we get to see like the dwarf army yeah right like they we've only ever seen in the in the whole trilogy the lord of the rings trilogy we saw like a dwarf right <laughs> like yes we saw one and then uh, I mean, I guess technically at the very beginning in Rivendell, there's a couple el- other ones that are there also, but <clears throat> like we just have one, right? In this movie, we get like 13, but they're not like, there's like some ragtag dwarfs. They don't really have like, you know, army stuff. So seeing like the full dwarf, like contingent, uh, I think it's actually pretty cool, right? Just like cinematically, I think it's really neat in the the way that they presented them was kind of cool, right? I like that part. Yes. Yeah, it, it really does. We commented about that in the book of just like how imposing this must have been um, and how it, it the the dwarves that we had been exposed to up until this point have been the, you know, Philly and Killian Bomber and Biffrin Bofer and all those people. And and to see them in the, in this context now, very, very like, oh, like this is, this is different. Like this is, this has been a tonal shift in, <laughs> in the kind of people who we're interacting with. Yes, very much so. <clears throat> so yeah, they I like that part. The, it's kind of cool when they start fighting the elves, right? It's a little interesting, but like my uh, my favorite part in like the whole movie, <laughs> right, is the part where the orcs show up, right, uh-huh. and then the giant trimmer worms, whatever. I don't care, but like the orcs show up, <laughs> and uh-huh. the. The elves, it looks like the elves are going to leave, right? Uh-huh. was like, oh, well, no, just kidding. I don't want to deal with that. Let's go. Um, and the dwarves come and they like reform 
the pike formation thing, right? Yes. With the shields and the spear. And then as the orcs are charging them, the elves like leap over the dwarves and start fighting. Yeah, I love that part. Visu- again, <laughs> visually, it's so very visually well done. <laughs> amazing. Yes. It's so incredibly epic. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, what? And then, like, just chaos ensues everywhere. But, like, that one part, I just love that part, right? It's like the best part in the whole battle. Sure. I think. Because uh, then it gets like real wonky, right? Like, we go, we get, we bounce around a lot. We're like on the field of battle. We're in Dale. With the men attacking over the orcs over there. And then, like, there's a bunch of back and forth. I do like, though, how we interrupt it with the. Like, we're going between that. We're seeing the it's not going well anywhere, you know. And then we go to Thorin sitting on the throne, just like alone in that room. And it's like quiet. There's like no noise. Mm-hmm. And he has that conversation with the Dwalin, right? Yeah. <clears throat> About like why are we still in here? We need to go help. Our friends are dying, and Thorne's like, "Yes, we should help. Move the gold deeper into the mountain so they can't get it." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's That's really, not, really not struggling. What I'm talking about, yeah, but it's a nice counterbalance, right? To see like, duh. <laughs> sure, <laughs> what's going on there? But then, uh, so yeah, there's some. You know, just some like visual chaos of like weird battle and stuff. But, um, I do. What do you, what are your thoughts on the Thorin confronting the dragon sickness part, right? Where he's in that room with the gold floor and he's just like going absolutely crazy. What do you oh, think? Is about this, this where part? he's being, is this yeah, where he's being swallowed up? By all the gold, yeah, yeah, around the swarm, him, so, yeah, yeah. Like he sees the dragon in the floor, right? What do you think about this part? <laughs> this, well, so this is actually if, so um, visually. Uh, I, I, so the dragon sickness it plays a, a very important role in a lot of these events. In the book, it's hardly touched on at all, except to say that it is a thing and it can impact people. Like, <clears throat> I think the the striking part of this was the. Um, in comparison, I I don't know how how apt this is, but in the ending of the last film, we had a dragon that was literally consumed by gold, right? Um, and this is him kind of going into down that same same path of um where he's going to go. So I thought it was an interesting metaphor of becoming all consumed by the gold and just kind of what that meant for him. Um, because yeah, we don't really otherwise. I understand it's a hard thing to show what's going on on the inside of somebody's mind, right? That's always something that's hard to display visually. So I, I, I think they did an, an okay um, uh, showcasing that in, in, in this. It's, it's not, um, I, didn't, I don't think they did a bad job with it. Yeah. I just like the part, I like, uh, he's got all that, like, uh, there's a lot of auditory noise happening like of like people like you know there's like him like thinking about like 
thoughts and things he said to people and things other people have said to him, right? Like, oh, you know, repl- where, yeah, replaying all those back. Yeah, where he's like, I'm not my grandfather. Where like it's been brought up several times that Thor also had this problem, right? He went uh-huh. crazy because of all the gold, right? He had the madness. And he's talking, it's like him repeating that and like Dwalin and Boffer or whatever, like talking about like how we can't leave our friends to die, right? But like at the end, like the voice that like cuts through mm-hmm. and like makes him pause is Bilbo. Yeah. Right. It's Bilbo's saying like, you know, what are you doing? Like, and it's just that it's Bilbo's voice that is making him go. Oh. Oh, oh, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and then so like that, that part that this transition from that scene where he like is getting swallowed by the gold. Right. I like that part. Right. But so he's in like full kingly Royal regal vestments. Right. Cut to him walking out of that door Mm -hmm. towards the rest of the dwarves. And he's just wearing his normal traveling clothes again. right? Right. He's just wearing his shirt and his pants and his like little male vest. That's it. <clears throat> and so you, you have a very clear visual representation of ah, Thorin. Now, okay. Now yep. he's back. Right. Okay. Thorin's back. Yeah. Yeah. And when they're like, well, we can't stand here. And he's like, he's like, we can't just stand in here and watch our friends die. And he goes, yes, you're right. Let's go. And they're like, oh, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they all call to arms. Yeah. And then, yeah, so then they go out. They go forth for 45 more minutes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Again, you're like, it's this. I'm going to use an, a, a word here to describe this movie mostly as just exhausting because, yeah, I mean, you said it, it's just it's a movie of, of endings. And there's just it's like, oh, my gosh, how is there still so much more? Like, there's still so much more. And now now we understand why Tolkien would say. And sometime past, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true because <laughs> like, oh, I get it now because this, this is annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, again, it's visually interesting. They go out. They decide to uh, go confront Azog because he's up on the mountain, on the hill, giving directions, uh-huh. doing generally stuff. So, like, oh, we should probably kill him so that they stop getting orders about what to do. Which <laughs> is a good plan, right? So, off they go. Right? They go off the thing. Some stuff. I do like the design choice of the uh, the dwarves riding the, like, attack goats. I think that's very, oh, yes. That's very... I like this choice. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> it Well, it, yeah. It's, again, I guess it's a little bit of, of comedy in, in there. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, so I like this. Anyway, go up, charge the hill, fight off baddies, do things. Legolas is there for some reason. Yeah, um, it's got to be. Right? You know that part again. It's visually long, but ultimately we have the showdown with Azog, right? Oh, after feeling Keely die. Oh yes. Now by you the way, care. Now you care about them. They didn't die off camera. <laughs> they didn't. We saw it. 
Aha! So, imagine if they would have died off camera in the movie. Could you? <laughs> like, who would do such a thing? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they have the ultimate showdown, like the fight with Azog, which is interesting on the ice, right? It's uh-huh. kind of cool. Right. <clears throat> but yes, uh, Thorin, you know, basically sacrifices himself in order to end Azog. You know, the uh-huh. old. I'll let you stab me, but surprise, I'm going to stab you. Stabbing, <laughs> stabbing like, you back. Yeah. Stabby, stabby. Um, which is very, you know, it, it's pretty cool visually and like tonally. It's interesting that he decided to do that, to sacrifice himself, to stop this, to save everybody else, you know, to avenge <laughs> his cousins and whatever. So, <clears throat> or nephews, I guess, nephews. Um, so, that's cool. And then the Bilbo, him and Bilbo's moment is there instead of in Dale in a hospital tent. You know, he has his moment with, uh, with Bilbo here, you know, yes. where he gets his chance to apologize to Bilbo and say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, blah, blah. And so, yeah, it's there. They still get to have that moment and it's still very powerful, right? So I think it's good. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Right. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then, um, and then again, because the movie must have connections to the other ones. Bilbo's throwing a birthday party at the very end of this, right? Right. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but that's where it started. I'm okay with that. <sighs> that's a, I'm okay with. That. I don't mind that decision because that, he's writing in that book in the in the first trilogy, right? Like when Frodo does catch him, that's that is what he's doing. He's writing that. So like, yes. you know, I don't. I don't mind that too much. <clears throat> when we flash back and oh, it's Ian Holm again. Like, oh, hello. Like, <laughs> you know, that's okay. I don't mind that at all. I like that little bit of continuity where, because it, it's kind of like, you know, from a storytelling perspective, it is like, it's basically Bilbo remembering. Yes. Right. The whole thing is like <clears throat> Ian Holm Bilbo remembering this journey that he had as Martin Freeman Bilbo and then like uh-huh. you know wrapping back so like again you know you can take with that what you will like with how reliable is the narrator when we add in things like this like oh it's a little bit weird but you know it's old Bilbo remembering young Bilbo's life and all that stuff so I don't I don't mind that at all I think that's okay sure sure so and it's interesting that this in this movie, Battle of Five, Ar- Five Armies, is the last film for Ian Holmes and Lee's final live action film as well. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, that this was both before they before they passed away. Yeah. So it's an interesting. Uh, I don't even a cap capstone or you know final yeah, yeah. Fi- for for them in those because he yeah. was how old was uh, yeah uh, Ian Holmes was very old. He, he I remember that like. Elijah Wood had to help him read his lines and like yeah. help him do all that stuff. Yeah, because this film was when okay, so Battle of Five Armies, would we say it came out in 2014? Uh, 14. Yeah. Um so 2014, um, Ian Holm died uh six years later, so he was 82 when he yeah. filmed this movie. Yeah, but Christopher he was Lee, like, yeah, died. He was okay, everybody. Ready? This movie came out in 20. 20- 14. Yeah. 
Christopher Lee died in 2015 at 93. Yeah, he I was, was saying, 90, he was like 90 92 old, yeah. when he filmed this. Does everybody like, like that's what he was doing. He, yeah. he was still filming Lord <laughs> the Hobbit when he was 91 and 92. Like what? Yeah. So, yes, I like it. <laughs> so, I overall the trilogy uh, I have a hard time standing behind the trilogy as a whole because it's a trilogy. Um, I don't mind the first movie, but I have, I, I, after the first movie, it all kind of unravels for me, mostly because mm. by the time we get like first movie, pretty well knit together, moving ahead, some weird things here and there with the orcs and whatever, but like that's, that's fine. We're, we're moving by the time I do, it's hard for me to understand how we went from that to what happened, what ended up being the third movie of like how disjointed and how frantic the whole thing felt. Hmm. I mean, it's a battle. Like, yes, but I, it is a lot of, they've, they've made too many paths to follow. Yes. Right. And you have to knot them all up in certain ways. So there, it, it feels jumpy, right? Jumping here, jumping there. <clears throat> because we already have like a billion characters. And so when they added more, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what okay, again uh, it's it's one of those of like everything is of the utmost importance we can't not talk about this obviously yeah, that's and you're true. like oh my gosh like i just I need a little bit more a little bit less of some things to help me understand what's going on so, that's true yeah, that's true yeah. but you know you know what does help you understand what's going on and one thing that we have to talk about before we wrap this up oh yeah. <clears throat> howard shore Okay, that's what. Yeah, dang it, Howard. Does it? The soundtrack this movie is so stinking good. (laughs) Like I don't even care. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the cues and a lot of the emotional is delivered through this soundtrack, and it's just—it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The one, like what? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, the 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 score for this for this film and and all of the films, right? He did the original trilogy as oh, well. Yeah. Um, but could, like these, he really was. I don't know what they what directive he was or was not told to do, but the, it was. It's really him just laying it all out there. It it's a it's an amazing amazing uh, score. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like that the thing that's really sort of underpinning all of this. Like, I, I, like no matter what's happening, like the score in this movie is just incredible. Yeah. And like a lot of the emotion and stuff can just be delivered just straight from there. Just like let Howard George do his thing. And it's fair. Fine. <laughs> like, and you can't help but like certain parts of it because of the underlying music in the background. that's just like blasting away. It's like, I yeah, this is, you're just like, you just get sucked in automatically. Like you can't help it. You're like, Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> with yep. the themes and the dwarf theme and then like the Shire theme poking through here and there uh-huh. like you really get some of those Bilbo's like in the book where it talks about like Bilbo thinking about home and blah 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 like the movie just like Howard Schwartz just like pokes the Shire theme in randomly in spots and you you get it uh-huh. right it's, there it is blah, blah, right. <laughs> you know <laughs> Like, oh, this part's really Bilbo's really struggling with something. What's he struggling with? Oh, is that the the rings theme I hear? Uh-huh. 
like ah, it is like <laughs> like <"Aha."> like <laughs> the way that he uses theme and stuff to like interweave these ideas and like create new scores was it it I mm, mm, it's so good <laughs> yeah I'm I'm gonna actually include a uh, YouTube video and I'll text you this too as well of um. Uh, uh, a YouTuber breaking down. Uh, it's called the uh, Lord of the Rings. How Howard Shore makes us care. Uh, uh, and yes. it like, I think and I've like, seen that it, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where it shows scenes with the. Uh, it's kind of cool because he he breaks down scenes with the um, actual um, um, sheet music overlaid on the screen as well. Oh, so, yeah. so you can kind of see what's being played during specific moments mm-hmm. um, and just how it's all put together. Um, so it's uh yeah it's it's very interesting how they put it together. I, I, oh I yeah, like I mean from so. the instrument choice to the way that yes. he weaves the different themes together in certain places. It's oh man, it's incredible. So you really get a lot of that emotion from like not only the performances from the actors, which are I think pretty good overall. Um, you know, uh, and and then add in that soundtrack. It's just like, well, I can't, I can't yep. be too mad, right? Like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, anything. Uh, if we're if we're honest, anytime we get more Howard Shore, it's a good yeah. thing. So yeah. you're you're right. You're right. All three movies totally redeemed. I love them all. Equally. Yeah, see, it's great. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it does help, right? It does help. We watch them like I will say, like we didn't watch them like at a stretch, right? Okay. When we watch the movies, like we would watch them for a little bit, and then we would like pause it, yeah, at, like a break, and then like. No, you just the human like, body physically later. cannot watch all these in one stretch. Like it's just, it is impossible. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not. I watched all the Lord of the Rings in one stretch before. Well, but, the, you know, but like, so that helps kind of break up some of that weirdness, right? Yeah. Kind of alleviate some of like the like, well, this is still happening. If you're like, you know, we break, make supper, do this, blah blah, blah do that, sure. or even you know, we'll watch this one, watch half the movie today. Well, and we just had to because of the time. Like we had yeah, to do other things. It's so like we, we had to watch half the movie, and then the next day watch the other half. Like it's it makes it like way not so bad, right? You're like, oh, okay. <clears throat> like you, the pacing problems go away when you're only watching half the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I the only one that I really struggle to get through is the second one. Mm. Just because they're so, it's so, it feels long. Yeah. It just feels so long. There's so much stuff in that movie. Like, <clears throat> I think, you know, it's just so much stuff, right? If you made, if you made the battle of the Battle of Five Armies shorter, you cut out some of that stuff and you moved some of the second movie to there even like if there yeah. was more smog alive in the th- then I think that was still like you can yeah. keep everything else but just like shift it around a little bit like I, I think that's why the third movie is so exhausting for me because you don't get a break like it there because there is just it's yeah, nothing you start but out with battle. the big yeah it's and it, by the end of it it's like I, I have lost all of my care because it's just like I I can't even anymore like it's just so exhausting in that way and you're right I think if they really had trimmed down that and expanded like yeah i would have loved to have seen more more desolation uh, by by and of smog whoa all right did you hear that uh motorcycle go by or was that me uh, no, no, no i didn't hear that. <laughs> okay sorry it's very loud um 
yeah, some more Desolation of and by Smog. Like, that would have been really cool to see since he's kind of the, you know, a big deal in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Well, we'll, right. we'll, we'll submit our note, our uh, sternly written letters uh, uh, to for the for the remake in 20 years. And, um, yeah, but, I mean, all, all that being said, there are a lot of other movies that I would like watch this in front of. Right. Uh, there's a, there's yeah. a whole ton of other movies. like sure. just because I feel like these movies didn't live up their potential. Like, I don't think they're, like, terrible. And I would still rather watch them than a lot of other stuff. <laughs> sure. Right. So I feel like that's his important little asterisk to end on here. Like, it'd be harsh because I love it. But, like, yes. there's also... I would also... I would much rather watch this than, like, many other things. <laughs> <laughs> so so I just want to end on that. No, fair enough. Yes. Well, and, you know, and on that bombshell... Uh, I think we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap. <laughs> All right, very good. Okay, well, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll do this uh, do this again soon. All right. Okay, love you. <laughs> love you too. Bye. Bye.